Now it's going to start with an acapella version of Lee Greenwood's classic God Bless the USA, but I'll spare you all. Although I'm really tempted to do it, but I'm not going to. Um, my name is Hillary Livingston Butler, and this show has everything. In the spirit of the 4th of July, the very minorly more uh, optimistic about America's future, we've decided to bring you some of your Tishy host's favorite dumb things about living in the U.S. of A., here with me to discuss why we tolerate it here despite a janky justice and healthcare systems, I have three of my favorite fellow Americans. From Stick of Butter Studios in New Bright, Minnesota, it's Anne, the book stops here, Lundholm. Hi, Anne. Proud to be an American, <laughs> where at least I know I'm free. <laughs> I know like a lot of the words and it makes me a little bit sad. There was um, a time in the early 90s when that song was inescapable. It still is in some circumstances. I have some family members that one time I was riding in their minivan and they made us <clears throat> sing it all together in the car. And I was like, Jesus, right now. Mm. It's not my actual. It's not my immediate family let's just say that okay um from moonlighting studios and wait are you in boston bobby Is that i right? am in boston okay. and i closed my eyes as am was singing and i could see the laser light show <laughs> oh we're good from moonlighting studios in boston massachusetts it's body bobby body bobby freedom fries pape hi bobby <laughs> Oh, Freedom Fries is perfect uh, foreshadowing to my yes. favorite things about America. <laughs> I propose that we start calling Bobby, Bobby the body. Bobby the body, yeah. The body. I like it. Um, and finally, from Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith, give me liberty or give me death, Van Horn. <laughs> Hi, Meredith. Hi. I hate that song because... Trump uses it at his rally. It's so Ugh. gross. Uh, yeah, that's because sorry. everybody else is like, eh, no, please don't use our song. <laughs> I will sue you if you use my song. Is that the is that the song when he's dancing around and looks like he's jerking off two giraffes? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's YMCA. Oh, okay. This is when he's humping the flag. <laughs> God. Ew. I'm glad he's not in our life anymore. Okay, uh, as usual, we'll do some small talk now back. I can't talk today. I really have had a sip are of you wine. Okay? I know, am I having a stroke? Is this this, <laughs> this cheap-ass canned wine? Is it giving you a stroke or Apparently. something? Okay, take it's two. just a slight usual. aphasia. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary's having Thirsty Thursday on her night before her kids come home. Uh, no judgment zone oh, no. here. Okay, as usual, we'll do some small talk, mailbag, medium talk, TC recommends, and how you can get involved with the show. And um, I'll take us into small talk. Um, I just, as as previewed, I'm in my final days of kidlessness. Uh, we go to Dallas tomorrow on the long, treacherous journey up by 35. I'm not looking forward to it. But um, it's been a great two weeks so far. I, I Like I said last week, I actually do, like, weirdly miss my kids, but this is a you know, preview of what's going to happen. I'm going to be like, my babies. Hillary, I don't think it's weird to miss your children. Well, only in that I was like joyfully, you know, excited that they were leaving. (laughs) But now I'm like, bye I will go see them, give them really big hugs. And then I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go turn around and go back. (laughs) You guys can stay here. But my parents said that they've been really good. And I think that just means that they've been allowed to watch iPads for like, whenever they want to mm-hmm. so you know they're they're there will be hell to pay when i see them but we've had a good journey i cleaned out a whole bunch of shit uh from their toy boxes and i was gonna donate them like oh okay this is the donate bag and this is the trash bag and uh 95 percent <laughs> of it went into the trash because yeah. like, nobody <laughs> wants this misplaced legos that you know because the thing about legos 
these days different than when we were kids is I feel like they didn't come in sets when we were kids as much. It was just like, here are a bunch of Legos, you know, get creative. Now it's like, in a, you know, it's like, you know, bel- um, create the Millennium Falcon and like that's what you're supposed to do. And yeah. if uh, pieces go missing, then it's like, well, right. it's useless. Then it's I feel like the Star Wars sets were just starting to pop up. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. our later teen years, maybe, yeah. or earlier teen years for some of us. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right, because it's probably with the re-release of Star Wars, like, you know, like in the in 97, they, re, like, remastered them, and I bet that's when it started to get popular yep. again. And, and, like, the cartoons or whatever the show, like, TV series that we're on. Um, anyway, so I, I am happy to have them back, but catch me in a week, and I'll be <laughs> Don't like, sound so genuine, Hillary. <laughs> It's been really nice to not have to wake up and go immediately make somebody breakfast. I'm like, no, I'm free. They're uh, old enough to make their own breakfast, aren't they? Bridget is. Bridget will make her breakfast and then refuse to make Rory's. So I'm not, ex- <laughs> I'm not expecting her to like make a souffle. I'm no, just no, saying no. She'll pour some cereal and, right. then she's, and then she'll put it up on the high shelf so Rory can't get it. She's <laughs> what a jerk. She's a total, yeah, she's a total bitch. It's <laughs> funny. Um, okay, but despite. Not having kids in my life. I, I did cart around about 10 21-year-olds on Tuesday. And I just wanted to briefly tell the story. I told everybody on Jambo. But my niece, Catherine, who I adore, was coming into town for her friend's 21st birthday. The most elaborate 21st birthday I've ever heard of in my life. Like, these are this is a thing that is different now. Is that, like, I, you know, obviously I love my birthday. But I never expected anybody to throw me a party or just it was like, let's go to dinner or whatever. Just say happy birthday to me. That's all I really want. Um, this was like a multi-day birthday celebration for this girl. So they were staying in Austin. Catherine had texted me a while ago. I mean, she, she gave me a good heads up and said, hey, we rented a boat. Would you mind driving some of us there and picking us up? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And also I want her to think I'm the cool aunt. So I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, of course I'll pick you up. But come on. So I pick up all of her friends uh, at like 10 a.m. They were all still getting ready. So I was waiting in the car like a patient mom. They all piled into the car, each of them, except Catherine, each of them sharing a seat. And I was like, oh, my, this is stressing me out. There should be a seatbelt for everybody, (laughs) but I'm just going to drive very carefully. The place where we went, as the crow flies, is not that far, but because of the lake, it's kind of a pain in the ass to get to. So we drive, 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 drive. It takes about 40 minutes to get there. Um, I'm trying to be the cool um, aunt like I'm not that old I'm younger than your parents right and I'm basically see-through like they don't even register that I'm a person <laughs> besides me driving I'm you're like, a chauffeur I know and I'm like trying to play some cool music and they're like oh, whatever I mean they sang a little Olivia Rodrigo <laughs> I, totally, I totally am but at some point midway I was just like I'm done all I'm gonna do is eavesdrop on you know what they're talking about because I'm minorly interested in the drama um anyway it was it was fine and then I came and pick them up a few hours later well you know after being on a boat with some Mm. you know white claw and truly things happen on a boat yeah um they weren't like nobody was like gonna throw up in my car but they were definitely like it was a woo party time (laughs) and they they were a little bit like a (laughs) fool i'm fine i'm fine I'm fine. No, it's okay. No, uh, yeah, no, I had to have an emergency stop for the restroom, not for puking, but for 
you know, urinating, but that's fine. It was fine. Um, they were very funny. At that point, they did notice me more, but they all called me Aunt Hillary, which was just, it was like, mm. they were like, we love you, Aunt Hillary. I mean, which both, you know, simultaneously made me feel cool and old. So, um, like, no, no, just Hillary, because I'm young <laughs> I'm like Hillary. you. <laughs> I'm just Hillary. You don't have to call me Aunt Hillary. That's, there's no need for that. But, but you're a cool aunt. I am a cool aunt. But it did make me realize, like, um, you know, sometimes I want to be younger, but for the most part, I'm like, no, I'm fine with my age. Like, it, you know, I am. This really made me realize how much I do not want to be younger. Like, it, it seems so exhausting. Oh, you couldn't pay me enough money to go back in time it, and, the, and be that age again. The, Never. The lack of, like, control you have over your life and the lack of silly drama that goes along and... Everybody has to move in a group, which always stressed me out, even as a 21-year-old. I was like, can't I just go do my own thing, and then I'll come find y'all later? Like, I just, I don't want to go out right now, or I don't want to go out at all. It is, it, and, like, having to look so good all the time, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I just was like, I'm tired. I was tired from the drive. I, like, I came home, and I didn't have any wine at home. And I was like, I, usually, I'm like, whatever. It's no big deal. But I told Dave, I cannot get back in the car, but I need a glass of wine. Please, will you go get me <laughs> something? <laughs> just get me some Sauvignon Blanc or something. But it was, you know, it was eye-opening. But, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm 42 is, is mighty fine. I mean, I couldn't have done that stuff back when I was 21. I barely could. Like, I could get it up to do it, like, a couple of times a year. But I don't think – I think that this is, like, their lives, sort of. And I just – it's so – it's exhausting. I went through a major social butterfly phase. Um, and it was so much fun. And I don't think I could survive it Mm-mm. now. Mm-mm. Like, there, I worked second shift, and I would go – so my whole social life for that – period revolved around two bars in in Grand Rapids, Mulligans and Billy's, which were down the street from each other and down the street from my house. So it was very easy. So but I worked second shift and I went to school full time. So I would get out of my job at 11, 1130, go to the bar until two or two thirty or three or four, because I knew the bar manager and we could stay there as long as we wanted. And then like, go to sleep for four hours oh, and then go to school in the morning and how and I was like oh this is great this is fine this is really fun and then I guess I at die. some point you just like sleep a whole bunch of hours like on a day you have all I don't know I don't I the only time I was really that was like my thing was I worked at the morning show in Dallas and so I had to be there at seven and I would go out and stay out and make out with my first real boyfriend until three in the morning I'm like mm-hmm. what how did I now, I if I that? sleep like seven and a half hours oh. instead of eight, I'm just wrecked for the wrecked, week. <laughs> wrecked. Like I feel exhausted. Like my body needs more. I yeah. need to sleep more. Ugh. Anyway, it was fun, but I'm not doing that again until I guess Bridget and her friends are like, "Mom, take <laughs> us," and I'm like, "I'm the cool mom, right?" Um, okay, but mine are my like minus my like dumb kid issues and you had something extremely exciting happen this week what is that i mean i, I just thought that i should contribute what with your like adventures <laughs> faring around like boating teenage mm-hmm. young adults and i know meredith got to go out to dinner this week and bobby's been flying around i'm like what about me what am i going to contribute to this i just want to let everybody know that I had two days this week where I felt like there was a piece of fluff on my nose, but there uh, wasn't. Uh, 
That's infuriating. So th- this is the kind of life that I live. <laughs> what was it? It was nothing. I think it was a nerve end that was just oh. buzzing a little uh. bit. And so I'm scratching and scratching and scratching. And I'm like, is it dead skin? Is it, I don't get it. Two days. Two days. I was like, ah! <laughs> Anne's 48 hours of fun. <laughs> You know what, though? That's, like, akin to having something stuck in your teeth, and you floss and floss, and you, like, can't get it. And then Ugh. at some point, you finally get it, and it's it is very satisfying, though. Mm-hmm. You know that there's an, uh, maybe a corollary to this, where I, all of a sudden, I'm like, mm, I think I have something in my teeth. And I go, and I floss it out, and then I realize that it had hurt, because it was packed in mm. there, and I didn't yeah, notice yes. that it was hurting until I got rid of it. Yes. Yeah. I hear you. Well, I'm proud of you, and I'm really excited for you. Thanks. I'm 44. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you got it out of your system. Okay, Meredith, tell me about... That reminds me. Yeah, thank you for reminding me that I did something this week, because I totally (laughs) couldn't think of anything. Um, It was Gregory's birthday a couple days ago, and so we haven't really been like going anywhere or doing anything still, but we decided to go out for dinner for his birthday um, because I spent the day working and making deviled eggs and Ooh. cupcakes. Oh, <laughs> deviled eggs. You are a loving wife. I know. Instant um, pot. Change your yes, life. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Deviled eggs are easy now. They are very easy. Oh, well, they're still kind of a lot of work. Like, I, I used the Pioneer Woman's recipe, which I hadn't tried before, and it includes pickle juice, mm. which is, I think, an excellent addition. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were a great success. How pioneering um, is it? Do you have to go like harvest wild eggs? <laughs> yes. I had to go find chickens, which, you know, Detroit has a lot of field, uh, <laughs> like used to be houses and isn't anymore. So they're, I, they were turkey eggs, but like he didn't notice. Right. It's fine. Um, I spent a lot of time on the Pioneer Woman's website back oh, in the me day. Too. Me too. Um, so, and I made uh, Funfetti cupcakes and Ooh. I was, I knew I was going to be crunched for time. So I was at the store first thing in the morning before work and they had like pre-made cream cheese frosting. And I was like, oh, that'd be like a time saver a little bit. And then I brought it home and I tried it and I was like, this tastes like garbage. (laughs) So uh, I made my own. I got stuff to make my own just in case that was the case. And so it was much, much better. And they turned out great. Um, They did have like muffin tops, which I know cupcakes aren't supposed to have. But, you know, added a little fun crunch to a cupcake. I mean, (laughs) no rules. This is Outback Steakhouse. Right. (laughs) And usually I cook dinner just because I'm the one with the interest in the the cooking acumen. um, And he cleans up. But... Uh, I was pretty much tired of being in the kitchen because I pretty much like brought my laptop to the kitchen and just worked and cooked <laughs> all day. So I was like, okay, we're going out to dinner. Um, and we decided to go to Hamtramck, which is a um, very diverse little enclave, like inside of, it's a city within Detroit. Um, and it's known for having a uh, a, pol- a very like serious, you know, Polish population and a lot of Middle Eastern people too. So like there are tons of Pakistani restaurants and authentic Polish restaurants and Polish village is generally considered the best one. And we went there and had pierogi and stuffed cabbage and, um, 
dill pickle soup and cucumber salad and it was wonderful and I didn't have to cook or clean up and it was great that sounds lovely I just yeah. want to say ham tramic yep <laughs> and if you try to spell ham tramic it's not spelled how you think it's like Van Horn tramk <laughs> the last half doesn't have any vowels in it which is very Polish Ham tramic sounds like something that Ron Popeil would have invented that automatically <laughs> stuffs a ham. Uh, don't stuff any hams there. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of people who don't eat ham there. Fair <laughs> what do, so wait, it was what lovely you, to, wait, to. Wait, I'm sorry, Meredith. What do you stuff a ham with? Some ham salad. Mm. Hmm. Well, Bobby, you brought it up. What would Ron Popeil stuff a ham with? Hmm. Well, I don't know. I imagine you could stuff a ham with anything with the ham tramic. <laughs> I watched plenty of those infomercials. I bet like a delicious looking bundle of herbs sure. would work. Yeah. Pineapple, you know? gross, but probably. But again, and we're not roasting apples? a pig. Are we? <laughs> no, it's a ham. It's an no. actual ham. ham. It's a ham. It's just a block some of Some rosemary. Just throw some rosemary Do we in have there. two Inject. hams, and then we hollow out in the center, and then we push them together? So it's like a ham cave? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is correct. This is the kind of innovation that I'll be talking about during medium talk. Ham tramic ham cave. Only in America will you find a ham tramic ham cave. Uh, spe- speaking of the land of a ham tram, a ham cave, let me tell you a little bit about my beach body since I'm apparently Bobby the Body. Yes, please. Uh, we recorded uh, fairly early last week. And so last Sunday, Sam and I took a beach day. We went to Rhode Island, like the olden days, like when we lived there, we went down to the south shore of Rhode Island and went to the beach and it was kind of what's the, wait wait what's the mile difference between the north shore and the south shore of rhode island well there is no, <laughs> there is no north shore of rhode island because the northern border of rhode island is sure massachusetts but, but well, if you say okay, the but, south shore then that implies yeah. that there's a north <laughs> shore well there's there are beaches along the rhode island coast and some of the coast is you know east of you know on the eastern edge of rhode island and some is on the southern edge of rhode island <laughs> we drove the 40 minutes down to the southern edge of rhode island uh it was a little overcast when we got there and i guess i just forgot how to go to the beach so oh, we get there no. and i'm setting up all our stuff and but i don't know 45 minutes or an hour into our very lovely beach day and the sun's finally starting to come out and i think to myself i should probably put on some sunblock so I do. I lather myself up with sunblock. I, you know, SPF 50. I'm my arms, my legs. After you've been in the sun, Bobby, for shame. Well, again, I just, I forgot how to go to the mm-hmm. beach. I just completely forgot. I don't know. Like, my brain just broke. I was reading on my fancy new Kindle, and I had a hat on, and I just wasn't thinking about it. And uh, today is the first day. We're recording on Thursday night. Today is the first day since uh, since Monday that um, I have not been in just physical agony. Oh, I was purple. Uh, <laughs> just oh, my, dear. my chest, the, my shoulders, the sides of my face, my ears. Oh. Um, my face is pretty red, even though I was wearing a hat. 
And if I hadn't been wearing the hat, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I could have gone to work. Like, I went to meetings. I had a breakfast meeting yesterday morning, and I just had to look at everyone, and I was like, I'm sorry. I know I look gross. There's not enough moisturizer on the earth. (laughs) There's nothing you can do about that. No, there's not. I am just, I am sorry that I'm molting. (laughs) But once you shed your skin, you'll be a beautiful, beautiful swan. Wait, that's not how birds work. I was going to say butterflies, but that's not how butterflies Mm. work either. Yeah, no, I was wearing a black t-shirt at one point and it looked like I had dandruff. Oh, God. But there is something satisfying about I'm sorry, that's gross. Peeling the. You know, I've never, I'm, I'm extremely pale, but I, and I've had my share of sunbirds, but I've never had one where I peeled like that. Really? But, yeah. Wow. Yeah, maybe I should make a video and post it on Jerry's <laughs> no. no. Gross. I will block that. I already hate that page. I will block it if you do that. Uh, the difference between us, I'm guessing, I've never uh, checked because we are friends and platonic and not creepy, but I think I'm the only one of us that has a fair amount of chest hair. <laughs> And oh, so that, that well, peeling, make, make your own assumptions. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while, but I mean, yeah. we, we've all been to the lake together at one point or another. So, yeah. you know, um, uh, I, yeah. So I have the, the peeling is more awkward because of the, and so like I'm in the office for a couple of days this week and like I'm having serious meetings. Like it's it was the end of the fiscal year this week. That's a big time in my business. I'm yeah. I'm running out to pick up checks from people. I'm like. And all the while, I'm like, I need to not move my torso because every time I adjust my body, it hurts. Uh, <laughs> I had I had one of those last year because I was stupid and just didn't reapply, yeah. and it it's it sucks. It really. Does. I know better. I I, know. I usually tan I really well, actually, and I just I'm just a fucking idiot. Like I just forgot. We've all forgotten how to do yeah. everything outside. It's okay. I know. I think in college I went to a music festival and I didn't wear a hat and I got a part sunburn. So oh, bad. No. Oh, no. Oh. That oh, hurt. Oh, when you brush I your hair. I have hair sunscreen yeah. now. Oh, God. Oh, horrible. And usually, like, I get a fair amount of... the the My arm hair is the one spot where I actually get a lot of protection. So the one spot I didn't burn is my forearms. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I... When I walk, I... I used to not wear a hat, which was stupid. And all of a sudden, I'm like, why am I not wearing a hat? And the only hat I could find was a red hat. And I was like, oh, this works. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is a little. Mm-hmm. Gregory has a Red Wings hat. And uh, for a while there, I was like, maybe don't. Oh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> From the back, you can't really tell what's <laughs> no. going on. It's not just hockey. Yeah, I got myself a gray hat and I'm back yeah. in biz. All right. Well, we're falling apart here. So <laughs> that's all yep. we know. Um, Anne, you want to do the mailbag? Let's do the mailbag. Let's look at a throw your phone. I respected whoever put the mailbag together. I respect your choice not to include the mail that we got from Helium Radio Network. <laughs> I would that was me, it. but it sounds like you want to discuss it, so no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm saying I need to be protected from my baser impulses sometimes. <laughs> So instead, let's just read the note from Justina this week. She says, guys, 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 gender neutral usage. This was my first computer. Not to mention she sent us a lovely snapshot of looks like maybe the, oh, she says 1993. I was going to say late 80s. So I was close. 
this was my first computer, a Mac I bought at the MIT Computer Store using my student discount so that I could work on my MS thesis, quote, effect of zone annealing on LARC-CPI polyamide thermoplastic, unquote. It's a real page turner. <laughs> wow, fun. <laughs> yep. The year, Nerd. <laughs> the year was 1993, and you're also seeing my dog Winnie, the poo, working on her section. She attended <laughs> many classes with me, so it was only fitting she got to add her two cents. Oh. Wow. I was adorable. so young. I have so much more to say about tech in my youth, but I don't want to overwhelm you with my reminiscences. And then regards, Justina. It's a really cute picture. It, uh, it is. Everything about it screams like 1993. The dog is cute. Justina's cute. I know. Mm-hmm. The computer's cute. Also, God, Justina, you're like really smart. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't understand. I understand what the word effect means. <laughs> and the word. <laughs> the rest of those words. Zone. zone. I got zone. Of. I have that. <laughs> yeah, on. Of. On. Yep. I mean, that's four words, Hillary. <laughs> yeah. That's like 40%. It's like almost half. <laughs> the rest of it? I don't really know. Congrats to you. It's okay. That's the great thing about the US of A. We can be dumb here, too. <laughs> yeah, we can. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's go to some Facebook question of the week responses. The question, of course, was what piece of technology do you miss or fondly remember or unfondly remember? People were uh, quick to jump on this. Edward said, my Zune. I mean, my player still works, but ever since Microsoft shut the servers down years ago, it went from being the best media management software to being useless because you have to type in all song and artist data, pull album covers, etc. Oh. I used to do that with iTunes before oh, right, right, it right, pulled right. everything yeah. automatically. And I, it was like fun for me, but I think about it now and I wouldn't have the time yes. for that. <laughs> I have kind of observed that Zune users are holding on real tight. Real yeah. tight, guys. Okay. Someday it'll come back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Gregory? No. No. It won't. <laughs> Someday it'll come it, back. No, it won't. That's like the StarTac that I'm holding on to. No, it's not coming back. Uh, on a slightly different type of technology, Gregory says, definitely the Iron Maiden. The pillocks seem to stick around, but you rarely see an in-service Iron Maiden these days. Almost as rare I as mean, a phone booth. Well, Gregory, you're just wrong. not hanging out in the right places. <laughs> I'm confident that there are a number of Iron Maidens left in the world. Somewhere. Just not anywhere I want to be. <laughs> Uh, Laura says, I would say that I actually sort of miss my record player. I've thought about maybe getting a replacement so I can play some of my vinyl records. I feel like those are like almost more so than a cassette player. You can get a record player pretty easily. Oh, yeah. Because people are nuts about that crackly sound. Yeah. I have a USB one right here. Of course, I'm in my moonlighting office, so it has a purpose here, but... I own like six records, so once in a while, if I want to listen to some Tijuana Brass, I mm-hmm. fire it up. Sure, I have some nostalgia for the. We had one when I was growing up, and I used to listen to it. Um, that was kind of when I got familiar with the Beatles. I was a latchkey kid, and I would come home from school, and there would be nobody home, and I would put on a Beatles record and sit at the kitchen table and do my homework. And I have a lot of uh, fuzzy feelings about that, and it was really, it was really nice. I bet they still have it somewhere at my mom's house. I used to listen to the Sesame Street album. The classic one with Rubber Ducky and C is for Cookie and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. I bet those are still somewhere too. Anyway, Linda says, 
my purple razor phone. I miss the snap when I closed it. <laughs> so satisfying if you were mad. Yes. 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 I had a pink one. It was very satisfying. I was like, I'm not pissed. Oh, that was the end of hanging up a phone, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, true. we can't do that anymore. <laughs> I mean, you can vehemently jab the end call button, but yeah. it doesn't have the same effect. No, really not. Uh, Aunt Louise, interestingly, says getting DVD... Getting at Netflix DVDs in the mail. I lived alone without a TV and loved watching foreign films on my tiny laptop. It was the first time I felt like I had unlimited options before streaming. Does Netflix still do the DVDs? You know, did they just close down that part of the business? I have no idea. It wasn't that long ago that I switched to streaming. I remember the last one I rented because somebody bought me when we got married. Somebody gave my cousin gave Dave and I like a subscription for a year for Netflix, like the mail in thing. And I watched the lives of others. Another foreign film that I really enjoyed. I mean, enjoy is weird because it's kind of a sad movie. But like, uh, yeah, that was like when you could be like, I'm going to watch, you know, something from my film class. (laughs) It looks like they do. So if you want to watch the first four episodes of The Crown and then wait two weeks to watch the next four episodes (laughs) of The Crown. I distinctly remember I had the disc, a disc of the third season of Game of Thrones. So that's relatively mm. recent. That's and that was when I thought, yeah. eh, I've had this disc for three months and I ain't watched it. I think I'm done with Game of Thrones and I sent it back. <laughs> Goodbye. This, I said this good day, enough. sir. This is enough. Uh, Amanda says, playing Tetris or Risk on an Apple computer in my dorm in 1990. Man, didn't you have some drinking to do or something? <laughs> Nerd alert. Hey, you can drink and play Tetris. <laughs> Meredith That's knows. True. Believe me. <laughs> uh, from Megan, DOS-based IBM, five and a quarter inch floppy, three color monitor. Whoa. Whoa. Where in the world is Carmen <gasps> Sandiego and ChemLab? Uh. Cannot find ChemLab on any emulator. Hmm. God, I loved Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. Me too. Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kalina says, for sure, my pink Motorola Razor. <laughs> Another vote for the Razor. Yep. I suspect Kalina did a lot of angry snapping <laughs> yes. back in her day. With her pink lady razor. Yep. <laughs> yes. Joseph says, my 67 Cougar was an automatic, but where the clutch would have been was a pedal that made the wipers wipe. Wow. If you tapped it once, they would wipe once. If you left your foot there, they would just keep wiping at normal speed. It was genius. Wow. I've never heard of such a thing. Was it, Joseph? That sounds like it would tire your leg out real quick. (laughs) Well, it sounds like a recipe for confusion if you all of a sudden had to switch to a different car. Sure. You know, that Mm, maybe had a clutch. (laughs) Or maybe had the emergency brake there. Right. Oh, yes, that's true. Jennifer says, slide projectors. Are they, you know, Jennifer, Aww. I don't know that uh, you needed an excited mark with slide projectors. <laughs> slide projectors. Are they even considered technology? I miss the hum, the click of the advance button, the chunk of the slide switch. From grandpa's vacation pictures to early career, the projector was a mainstay. Yeah, It's definitely technology. Yeah. I mean, what else is it? It's not, it's not a rock. It's technology. Yeah. I guess I would say more than that, slide projectors, I'm a little young for that. 
just a little though, but um, the transparency projectors that teachers use oh, in right. the classroom. Oh, yeah, we got tons of those. God, that would immediately, when they would turn off the lights and do that, I would like immediately start to go to sleep. I'm like, I'm so <laughs> bored. Right what? Now. But My they were, they're probably about to draw an x-axis and a y-axis and <laughs> grab something. Yes. Like, that's when you pay attention. And there yeah. might have been colored markers involved. I mean, that made it so much more fun. We had a slide projector at home and my stepdad would take pictures. He had this whole like setup with his camera and he would take pictures of like book pages and then turn them into slides because he would show them to his classes that he taught. So I got to see how the sausage was made. Ooh. The slide projector sausage. <laughs> Yummy. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually on the menu at the Minnesota State Fair this year. It was on the menu at Polish Polish Village, too. Uh, Other Megan, Megan K, says, We had a 35-millimeter movie projector, visual only, well into the 80s to watch home movies. Best part was playing them in reverse. Look, we're diving back out of the swimming pool. Hilarity Uh. all around. I wish we had been that rich. Oh, we we had we had one, and one time we pulled it out. I wonder if my parents still have it, but we pulled it out, and there were some home videos of that the kids made when I was a baby. My I don't know where my parents were, not there, and they were like throwing me around the bed. I was six <laughs> months old or something, and they're like, "Ah, this is so fun!" I mean, it was hilarious because I guess I'm more or less fine now, but <laughs> all the seventies. <70s. laughs> Everything I'll is edit fine. everything out that makes you sound not fine. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> the, the slurring, the stammering. That's, that's the wine. It's the wine. Well, there's nothing, nothing, to I do. Can, nothing I can do about the first six minutes or show <laughs> of the show. Elaine <laughs> uh, has a good one. She says, did anyone else have a My Magic Diary back in the mid-90s? Apparently, I couldn't trust my deepest secrets and jam-packed prepubescent <laughs> schedule to analog security <laughs> methods. Note the fortune-telling and matchmaker functions that made you the most omniscient girl on the block. Exciting. I have never heard Ooh. of a My Magic Diary. I haven't either. Me either. Wow. Was it like a PDA? Like an early PDA? <laughs> I'm guessing it was pink, though. Of course. Probably. Like the razor. Yep. My Magic Diary. If it was for girls and it was the 90s or the 2000s or the 2010s, it was pink. There's, I'm seeing sort of a pinkish purple one, but then I'm also seeing a blue one. Oh, it was a, it was a Casio. It was basically like a Casio calculator with an alpha keyboard. like a, oh. a And you could, yeah, type stuff. Ooh, that one has oh, a map cool. of the world on the screen. Like, what's, what's the memory capability of those? Like, how many prepubescent sequences could you share? <laughs> I think I'm going to get arrested just Googling this. Hang on. <laughs> had two megabytes <laughs> it looks like a you know a calculator like a you know right. texas instruments i'm interested that it has this like cheat sheet on the the bottom of the lid right right because it's so complicated it's not intuitive <laughs> you have to have like instructions at your fingertips at all times that was like the palm pilot where you had to learn how to like draw letters differently mm-hmm. <laughs> I just found a commercial on YouTube, and I, I, I don't have the sound up on it, but it's it's two girls who look like they're extras from Blossom, uh, <laughs> and a dog on the bed, and they're just having so much fun playing with their super mag. These are the super magic diaries, so super magic. Colors. What? <laughs> oh wow! I think they could message back and forth between them. Oh, 
They're pagers. Wow. <laughs> Text pagers. Wow. Well. Wow. Gosh, I guess Lane was cooler than all of us. I know. Uh, <laughs> yep. That's the wow. answer there. And finally, our friend Jack posted on our Facebook group, so you should check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, what's listed here as tons of amazing old tech, including a hot dog cooker. That was good. I'm not sure how that hot dog cooker works or how well it cooks. <laughs> Is it like the Easy Bake Oven where you cooked a brownie under a light bulb? <laughs> it looked, I didn't investigate, but it did look like a Baconator where you just like, it has slots and you throw it in the microwave. Oh, so it doesn't have its own heating source. I don't. Oh, I thought it did. I thought it was like a, an electric element, heating element. Oh, okay. Well, like I said, I didn't investigate. I could be wrong. And you had easy bake ovens, but us boys had creepy crawlers. Oh, I yep. had that too, yeah. Mister. Well, I mean, that's I not my fault that your parents were nonconformists. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Montessori school. Did you you kept your creepy crawlers in your cubby? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. Cook six hot dogs in just sixty seconds, so ten seconds per hot dog, and it does close. Okay, it looks like yeah, this looks like a self-contained unit. Question. Yeah. How long does it normally take to cook a hot dog? And can oh, you sixty seconds? Can you only cook one at a time? I mean, no. it depends. But the answer is zero seconds because the hot dog is cooked, so it's really all about preference. Right. I, th- I thought you just had to have some boiling water, and then essentially you can cook as many as will fit in the pot. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time to boil a large pot of water, though. <laughs> Who's got time for that when you're when you're aching for some hot dogs? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thank you, Jack, for uh, he had some like a cool camera on there, like a, a movie camera and some other stuff. It was really fun to look at. But thank you, everybody, for sharing that with us of our days of youthful ignorance is what those times were. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but this was a good week for pictures on the question of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, and with that, we're going to go to Medium Talk. This episode is coming out on the 4th of July weekend and we thought that it was only appropriate for us like uh, like every car dealership and mattress store and symphony orchestra in America to present a salute to America mm-hmm. buy one get one half off that's right <laughs> and to celebrate our patriotism and flags everywhere and the red white and blue and the fact that we're proud to be from here and laser light shows and Katy Perry's firework um, we are going to talk about why we are uh, here to say hooray for America. Kind of. I don't know who wrote it that way. <laughs> kind of. We're going to talk about things we love about America. Um, uh, overlooking the many systemic, <laughs> racist, sexist, narrow-minded, right. terrible things that we hate about America. And I'm not, I don't want to be like... Freedom. I mean, the dumber the better, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Bald eagles. That we like. <laughs> Bomb pops. Um, Ooh, that's kind of a first, good one. It is actually a pretty good one. Do other countries have a red, white, and blue popsicle delivered to you by a man who drives through the park across from my Albany apartment <laughs> in a truck lib of Mr. Dingaling? <laughs> well, the last part I would say no, but I think I have to check into France for like the red, white, and blue, or maybe the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Possibly. French popsicle just melts when you pick it up. Is it shaped like a rocket? (laughs) Shaped like an apology. (laughs) That's the Canadian one. 
<laughs> maple candy that spells sorry. That would actually be pretty good. <laughs> oh, I love maple candy so much. We're gonna we should do a you know tonight as we're recording. This is Canada Day. Fuck it, we should oh, just right. do our favorite Canadian stuff. Yeah, but we're not because we didn't plan for that show. So we're gonna start with our favorite cookout foods because what's more American than gathering around for far too much food with little physical activity outside with lots of beer and other great things uh hillary what is your favorite cookout food so i um was thinking and thinking about this and i realized i like i like a hamburger fine i don't love a hot dog i mean i hate hot dogs that's just never going to be the thing that i choose i really like the sweets at um cookouts and i know that limited cooking is involved in it but i just like that addition to it and i said that's how I listed it. Banana pudding. Sorry, Anne. I do love a banana pudding at a summer picnic. And I, mean, I don't have to eat it, so. No, you don't. Go right you ahead. Don't. You're like, more for you. But I really love, and it's so corny, but I love an American flag cake, <laughs> which is just Why? sort of like a strawberry shortcake with blueberries and strawberries and whipped cream. I don't, I just like, I mean, you could have, you know, angel food cake any old time. I just think it's kind of fun. And I like all the stuff that goes on it. So. Right, it's usually a, isn't it usually just like a plain old white sheet cake? I've seen with it both white ways. White frosting. I, I've seen it like that, or I've seen it with like like an angel food cake with a, uh, you know, whipped cream. That's the easy way out, and strawberries and blueberries. So just like all of America, even <laughs> though we have millions of different great options of all flavors and stripes, we're just going to go with the whitest thing we can. <laughs> yes, <laughs> white and white and white and some red and blue. Uh, no, I think it's delicious. It's a light summery treat. Roll well, light. <laughs> With lots of sugar. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoy it. Um, because I also was thinking something that I never think I like and then always end up enjoying is if anybody does like a grilled corn, that is always very delicious to me. But that's now, it. Yeah. A little water under the husk and then some foil around it and yeah. on the grill. Yeah. 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 You know why we like corn in this country so much, besides the fact that we grow a lot of it and we've been conditioned to like it and we turn it into a sugar syrup? Um, It's so sweet. In growing up, I swear to God, I did not know corn wasn't a vegetable until college. (laughs) What would it have been? Well, right, exactly. But, like, not a vegetable. (laughs) I I thought I was being healthy by eating a large side of corn. Broccoli. You were. Let's not get down on corn. Corn is, has a lot of stuff that's it good for you. Fiber yeah. and sugar. And that's probably it. Yep. I like pudding. And then I like when you, you know, your mom brings out the little corn cob thing, you know, things that you put on either end that are also shaped like a corn. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have those in my <laughs> utensil drawer. They're, that's the only way to eat corn. It is. With lots of butter. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, that's those are my favorite. Mm. I think Anne has been influenced by big corn. I, she sounds <laughs> like she's... I'm, um, I'm not about shaming food. We're not talking about foods being bad for us or good for us. Food is not moral. Food is just food. There's great yeah. things about corn. Mm-hmm. That's true. There are plenty of great things about corn, like all of the different products we can turn it into. Right. Yes. All the stuff yes. we can put on it. A lot of yes. American ingenuity there, except for the elote, you know, that's a not an American thing. Yeah. But, but if we uh, like it, we'll, you know, well, we'll, we'll take, take it, it over. <laughs> yeah. Steal it. And it's the only food you can eat like a typewriter. <laughs> True. <Yeah. laughs> that's valid. Um, speaking of things that aren't vegetables, uh, Meredith, what is your favorite cookout food? 
There is this potato salad um, that I make. <laughs> so this is something that uh, you will only find at my cookouts. And it's a recipe I found on Bon Appetit before Bon Appetit was problematic. Well, they've always been problematic, yeah. but before we before knew. We knew. Um, and this recipe literally calls for one cup of salt. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> a cup? Holy so, shit. Okay. It's in the How cooking liquid potatoes? for the potatoes. Two pounds of potatoes. Okay. And this is kosher salt, which isn't as salty as non kosher salt. Um, but it's in the cooking liquid for the potatoes. And I was very skeptical, but I will always follow a recipe the first time as written to see what, what the deal is. And it's wonderful. But that's not the greatest thing about this. This recipe puts sour cream and onion potato chips as a topping on this potato salad. Oh, I'm listening. It's incredible. I will share the recipe with you guys because everybody needs to make this. I thought that potato salad was like this boring kind of like bland side of like, I don't know, fill up your plate kind of thing for most of my life until I saw this recipe and I was like, must try just because of the salt, because I love salt. Yes. And everything else about it is wonderful. And I will make this every time we have a party for the rest of my life. I like that Meredith sees this and is like, a cup of salt, hot diggity, that's for me. (laughs) That's for me. Yep. Well, uh, there's nothing more exciting about a cookout than something with mayonnaise in the sun. Mm, That's right. (laughs) Uh, and you just might have changed my answer because um, I was going to say a hot dog, just a just a charred, extra charred, dark, crispy edged hot dog. There's nothing like a hot dog off the grill, not a boiled, sad hot dog, as mentioned earlier in this episode. Not a not a hot dog out of some weird retro electric 60 second magic machine, (laughs) but a hot dog that's been charred and popped out of its casing and smothered in ketchup because I'm a real American and I like ketchup on my hot dog. Shut up, Chicago. And just just stuffing that in my face. There's something about that whole experience that uh, is uniquely just a cookout experience for me. And Sam hates hot dogs. They make her not feel well. The nitrates or something don't agree with her. Or perhaps just the fact that she's eating, you know, tips and tails of some animals that were left over. I don't know. But anyway, we don't keep hot dogs in the house because she doesn't eat them. So just that rare occasion when I actually get one. I love a hot dog. Uh, But there is a regional treat in central and western New York called salt potatoes, which (laughs) is very similar to what you just described, Meredith. And now that you mention it every year at the uh, Fireman's Carnival in Webster, I have to get in order of salt potatoes and they are small new potatoes boiled in water so salty that they just stain the sides of the like everything is caked and that's what this does too everything looks like it's from yeah the the dead sea afterwards yeah (laughs) they're boiled soft and then you just cover them in in butter so that they're rolling around in melted butter in your bowl and then you kind of cut them in half and dip them in the butter a little bit knead them and the salt doesn't really penetrate the potato but it's all on the outside ah very similar. I just had dinner and I want to go make that right now. <laughs> Starving. Uh, Anne, uh, mm-hmm. Corn Defender, what is your favorite cookout food? All right. Can I just say that whenever you say the words regional treat, I get nervous. Because <laughs> I've heard about way too many questionable mm. foodstuffs from you beginning with <laughs> that phrase. I'm glad you mentioned hot dogs because I think I'm going to have to go with the combo of hot dog potato chips 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think it's necessary for me to have them together in this way. And I am not a big hot dog eat- eater either. I don't dislike them at all, but, you know, just don't have them around. And when I say hot dog, I am not being as specific as you, Bobby. I mean anything that's um, penis-shaped in case <laughs> meat. Whatever <laughs> tube meat comes your way. Yeah, exactly. Bratwurst, Polish, whatever. Oscar Mayer. What yeah, anything you. that's in that form, I count as a hot dog. It's got the bun. It's got, I also am a ketchup person. Yeah. I think that is the stupidest argument. Same. Saying, yeah. saying that there's a wrong way to eat something, just eat the way you like Who it. Who cares? Who made you king of food, David <laughs> Chang? That's why I don't like David Chang. He has a lot of opinions about rules. Yeah, he's he does. absolutely convinced that they're right. Um, but then I think you have to have the potato chips that go yes. along with that. And I, in this case, I am partial to a ridged chip. Ruffles, ruffles, if you will. I just, I and I don't need any flavors. Just a, just a plain one is. I think that's that's a cheap uh, cookout food that I think is just good. good. And if you you want to dip the um, chips into a little bit more ketchup, nothing wrong with that. Sure, no, that sounds good. We're a pro ketchup podcast, right? Very much. Oh yeah, pro ketchup. Yeah, it's absolutely. a vegetable. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, especially all that corn syrup in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So now that we're on from the cookout, it's time to move on to things that we love about America. Things that are um, irrefutably great about this land that we call home. Is it our indirect democracy? <laughs> Is it... Is it our criminal justice system? Nope. Is it the way no. we're, we're being responsible about the planet? No. Uh, is it is it the peaceful transfer of power? As it used to be. Last week? <laughs> hey, oh, we God. got there. Well, we did. <laughs> sort of. Just, sort of. Just barely. <laughs> by hook or by crook, we got there. Sort of defeating the purpose, the, the yeah. hook and the crook. Um, <laughs> these are things that are um, indisputably, because they are so stupid, things that we love about living in America, and, and I'm going right back to you with your first one. Okay, and I, and I just want to say that I'm not taking Hillary's because she said it first, and that's the only reason yeah. uh, on the Jambo, but Christy said this, and since she's not going to be on the show, I can steal it from her. <laughs> but that is easily available ice, especially in restaurants. Yes. You don't go to a restaurant and get a lukewarm beverage i mean i suppose we could bring in the whole um question of getting free water at all yes is Mm -hmm. very strange in europe uh but they just don't do ice in the drinks and why wouldn't you because it's delicious and it's crunchable and let's not have the discussion about which shape of ice is the right shape because i mean hold on david chang oh that's a whole other (laughs) everybody gets to have their own opinion on that but boy the the pleasure of having ice in your drink is such an American thing, and I love it. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I'm Dave always says that I like um, beverages and food at inappropriate temperatures, and that like I'll eat something, you know, cold pizza or cold leftovers, and I don't mind lukewarm water. But like the no exist, there's like no ice plus like marginal air conditioning when you're in like a 
European destination mm-hmm. in the summer, you're like, I feel gross right now. I just feel clammy. Yeah. I don't even like lukewarm or even cold water at home. It has to be. So I usually will drink, I'll fill up a hydro flask at home and fill it most of the way with ice and some of the way with water. And that's what I want to drink while I'm at home. So I like, yeah, traveling is, is rough when they hand you like a tepid glass of still water. Mm-hmm. It just feels like it might be full of amoebas. <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting. I, I was just looking for a guide to different shapes of ice because I, I briefly had a moment of, we should do a like a bracket challenge with Tishi to pick the ultimate ice, but I think I think I know which one would win, so I don't know if that's worth our time. But I've mentioned it before that every week at work we do an icebreaker question, and whoever's running the team meeting, the staff meeting that week, has to pick the question. I think the next time I do this, my question is going to be, what is your favorite shape of ice? I'm going to mm-hmm. take it literally. Yeah, I think you should. I'm finding- I don't know that I have a preference at all. Like I literally don't care... I think there's there's winning um, things to each one. Like I'll put in a plug for a half moon ice, mm-hmm. where I you could it, it lies flat on your tongue, but then the arch of it goes with the arch of your mouth and cools. Yep. You know, whatever. Not saying yeah, that's my favorite, but I don't want that pebble ice unless I have a straw, and I'm trying to get away from using straws. So I guess mm-hmm. I would. But I know a lot of people think that's the best. Well, I think that's the best. I think it for crunching purposes. There's a whole different like cooling. See, I'm not a crunch. I'm not an ice cruncher because my jaw already hurts all the time. Mm -hmm. I can't crunch ice. Are you kidding me? I don't want uh, pebble ice unless it's in the red uh, knobbly glasses like you got at the Pizza Hut. Yeah. And then you would definitely have a straw. Mm -hmm. Right. I was. I, I was uh, at a Taco Bell drive-through yesterday because I am a I'm a fancy elegant man, and um, get those they, nachos, Doritos, Locos, or whatever. I can't. No, I I can't. I, I, orange dust everywhere. It's bad enough that oh, I'm molting. No, I can't do that. That's the no, best. No. That's the best thing to order. Uh, well, anyway, I had a soda among other things, and they are going very much compostable post. You know, so they gave me a, a not plastic straw, which is fine. Some of those are fine. But the ones they have are like the cardboard ones, and I'm putting it into a, a Mountain Dew. And I'm thinking to myself, Mountain Dew's just going to eat this it's gonna straw. going to dissolve it. <laughs> By the time I was done with that Mountain Dew, the straw had just sort of melted into the cup, and it was disgusting. Just give me a sippy cup and let's forget the whole thing. <laughs> right. Like, come on. Where were we? Oh, yes. Um <laughs> I think that uh, Hillary should go next because it's a logical mm-hmm. transition. Well, yes. In addition to ice being prevalent here, I just love the fact that in a lot of places you can get free refills. And not just of water, but of a Diet Coke. That's what oh, I want. Yeah. I want one of those big-ass plastic cups. Not, you know, like the kind of like acrylic or whatever cups of Diet Coke with lots of ice. And I want you to, like, keep it coming. Like, don't, don't stop. If it's If it's halfway down, fill it up. Um, I, um, when I did, I think it was when, yeah, when I did my semester abroad, we, you know, we were there for a long time. And at some point we were like, Oh God, we're so sick of having to pay like the $2 for a Diet Coke. Again, this was 1999. So that seemed like exorbitant to us every time, like add up, add up $2, $2, $2. So we ended up going to the, (laughs) 
what was it called? It wasn't the Hard Rock. Oh, it was Planet Hollywood, and they gave you free <laughs> <laughs> and they gave you free refills of of whatever soda you please because it was a very American cafe. Well, sure, they're giving you the American experience, <laughs> like Arnold and Sly wanted you to have. We got free refills, and it was wonderful. I mean, I'm sure it was, like, kind of expensive, actually. It was probably, you know. They probably just make up for it on the back end. Yeah, like right? nine pounds or something. But yeah. um, but it was wonderful, and I love it. And I actually find that they don't do it quite as much anymore, unless you are at, like, a, you know, a, a chain kind of situation. I, I find that it's a little bit more limited. They give you, like, a can. I'm like, I don't want a can of Diet Coke. Like, I want. Wait, where? What well, just like about? a bespoke what, I'm restaurant. Never, I'm never moving to Texas. <laughs> I'm like, what? I want, I want like going to Chewy's, the Mexican restaurant. They will give you a big ass glass and they'll just keep refilling it. And that's what I want. That is what I'm asking for. I just find the more like the cuter the restaurant, the more limited they are in uh, free refills. Hillary's too fancy for us. She's at places where they're like, would you like our stevia cola? I <laughs> know. <laughs> absolutely. I don't want... Your homemade cola. I want a name brand corporate cola. That's right. Well, I want your name brand cola if the only other option is Pepsi, but. Oh, right. Yeah, I guess yeah. so, but not even really. Then I'll just have I, water. Ugh. I know. Sam will just, the number of times that I've been like, oh, oh is Pepsi okay? No. 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 It's not. I, I Back actually, to the drawing board. Do you have pink lemonade? <laughs> I went out to lunch with my aunt last weekend, and we were sitting, it's kind of a great rooftop restaurant overlooking beautiful highway 61 in white fair lake minnesota <laughs> uh, and the server brought over big plastic water glasses for us emblazoned with the pepsi logo and i just thought <laughs> oh, oh, no. i'm not even gonna try it's gonna be a water lunch for <laughs> <Yep>. me. <laughs> i guess i'll hydrate now Ugh, fine uh, just bring me liquor <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Um, I think I'm actually the natural transition from this uh, because free 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 refills runs right into what I love about America, which is gluttony. <laughs> um, I mean this in so many different ways. Um, my first thought on this was um, I feel like the um, the free market forces of snacks and um, and fast food innovation really is owned in America. And that's not to say that other places don't have great snacks. I mean, I have literally smuggled bags and bags of all dressed potato chips back from Canada and don't email me. I know they are in America now. They're not as good. Uh, and I know that obviously every country has like that novelty snack that some website will now send me a box of for $20 a month to try all the different weird things from different countries. But I have to think that by per capita, America has more snacks than anywhere in the world. We just must. Our grocery stores, our gas stations, so much shit. So many different flavors. Yep. Always something new to try. Mm -hmm. We have learned how to fry and extrude things in ways that nobody else would ever think possible. And that American ingenuity that has been applied to basically corn products. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Anne. Um, <laughs> the way that, well, you know... The, the the entire economy of flavor blasting right. is a truly American thing. Well, and who would who else would come up with a KFC double down or the Taco Bell monstrosity that is chicken shell? Right, right. right. Uh, uh, here, I've got a couple other examples here. One, the man who invented the McGriddle 
Yeah. He, he's an American. Um, the same man who invented the McGriddle, which is a scientific feat that they have managed to <laughs> infuse a, a pancake sandwich bun with crystal globs of syrup. He also invented the stuffed crust pizza. Wow. Oh, bless Innovator. that Innovator. For right? giving me stomach aches since I was eight. <laughs> right. The fact that, the fact that this thing, uh, that we think this way, that we can be this progressive. And since I know none of you listen to TBTL, I can, I can crib one of their stories from this week, which was that they looked at the list of new foods for 2021 at the Minnesota State Fair. Thank you very oh. much. I have already seen it. Uh, and they include things like bison bites, mm -hmm. a Northwood spin-on ravioli mm. with ground bison, fennel, and portobello mushrooms, wrapped in a classic egg dough, deep-fried and served with sweet bourbon sauce. That sounds great. I mean, just, just bourbon sauce. Just the entire economy of TGI Fridays in the uh, aughts, uh, driven on an American staple of, what if we make this whiskey sweet and sticky? Yeah. Um, the buffalo chicken dough skit. That's right. That's a dough biscuit. Um, and uh, uh, it keeps going. There are so many things. And there is one on here that made me think of you. Um, oh, yes. The paneer pecora. See, we're good at stealing other people's cultures. Yes. Seasoned paneer cheese cubes. Ooh. They're they're cheese curds, but mm. they're Indian. <laughs> Fried in a gluten-free batter and served with tomato butter, also gluten-free. Gluten well, thank God it's gluten-free. I mean, thank otherwise. Got to think about your health. Well, it's, it's I like not... that somebody thought, should we dip this in butter or ketchup? No, we'll make a tomato butter. <laughs> it's it's not new this year, but O'Gara's Pub, uh, which is a big place here that obviously I've never drunk at uh at the fair they have reuben bites so they have little like what's in a reuben ham and cheese and deep and breaded and deep fried and then they have a like a thousand island dipping sauce that goes with it i'm telling you i'm with you on this train bobby mm -hmm. i am with we, you and i would expand yeah. even more like when you said you know flavor blasting color and presentation how did yeah. they get that blue of the gatorade <laughs> right that's yeah. not in nature <laughs> We are in the we are trailblazers in the edible dye sector. <laughs> you know, along the same vein, I I think that America is the least concerned. Well, of of my limited travels that I've noticed, anyway, a lot of places are very concerned with authenticity, and I'm thinking especially about Italy, where like they don't want to eat anything that isn't Italian food. They are such insufferable snobs about food, and they do. They do one thing and they do it super well, obviously. Everybody loves their food, but like they don't want, they have no interest in making any other kind of cuisine. Like you can't get cilantro there. You couldn't get peanut butter there until recently. You know, like they're very insular. And I think America is kind of the opposite. We kind of embody that melting pot um, ethos as far as food goes, where we are not afraid to mash up <laughs> anything. You're trending a little too close to a sincere answer about a good thing about America. <laughs> I don't want you to be able to vote, but I will eat your food. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and speaking of sincere answers, Meredith, because you missed, um, as I think it was mentioned earlier, Jambo, which is our planning session for these things. Um, your answers are um, surprisingly yeah. Whoops, <laughs> I was I was in my Hamtramck ham cave during the jambo, so I didn't really get the full gist of what we were talking about today. So the the I I did write down a genuine thing that I like about America because really there's not that much of genuine stuff. This country kind of sucks in a lot of ways, but I do think that we have a beautiful country and we have 
an interesting like natural diversity we've got you know every kind of climate we've got every you know ama- incredible amount of like diverse animals and plant life and and uh you know vistas and scenery and and we're a huge 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 country um thank so you manifest destiny that's what i'm thank be. <laughs> you mexico for letting us steal a bunch of land thanks native americans hey, you for everything you <laughs> mm-hmm. they snoss and they lost <laughs> listen we gave them smallpox it was their own fault they couldn't cope with it that's right they should have had those antibodies <laughs> So sorry for the sincerity. No, I agree. I mean, it is pretty amazing to think of like the disparate places that we live um, and, you know, yeah, how different they are and uh, how many different things that you can do. Within one country. I mean, in Europe, you got to travel from country to country a lot of times to get the kind of of, Mm -hmm. uh, scenic diversity that we Mm -hmm. have in in our own country. I think Europeans do not understand the size of this country at all. (laughs) Yeah. Because I can say that I live along the border to Canada, but I have to drive almost eight hours to get there. Yeah. I could drive across probably two countries at least in Europe. Mm -hmm. For sure. In that time. Or eight Rhode Islands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're not talking about the East Coast. (laughs) Uh, all right, so we've got a few more here. My gluttony sort of doubles for two or three, but I'll do one more of mine. Uh, one thing I love about America is um, how low the expectations are for really any of us. I mean, uh, because we uh, spend so much time uh, just shining a light on the dumbest people in America, you know, <laughs> reality TV, cops. Florida uh, man. Florida man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think that basically just being marginally competent uh, is celebrated as being great in this country. And so um, we, we all have sort of a low bar to clear to be uh, moderately successful. Um, the the darkest episode of The Simpsons, uh, maybe ever, uh, the episode where there's a new guy at the power plant named uh, Frank Grimes who ends up uh, not living through the end of the episode because he's so jealous of how easy Homer Simpson has it uh, with a high school diploma and this great job and a family and 2.3 kids in a nice house and, you know, living the American dream. Uh, it's totally accurate. Uh, it's harder now. Don't get me wrong. The disparity in America is terrible. The wealth gap is growing exponentially. There's lots of things wrong here. Um, and, and none of that should be taken lightly, but you can get pretty far if you're lucky and born into the right circumstances with not a lot of help um, by, by way, I mean, if you don't have to apply yourself very hard um, any, any deeper than that, it gets into a serious problem with our country. So I'm not going to answer any more than that, but yeah. low, low expectations. There's a lot of room there. Low expectations. <laughs> um, Meredith, this is another good one. Yeah. So this is something I noticed in, in my travels as well, is how difficult it is in other countries to find free Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's impossible. Like, you, you, I didn't want to turn on my data, obviously, no. and get, get hit with a zillion dollars of, of roaming $10,000 later. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'll just use Wi-Fi, just taking for granted that every coffee shop will have it, and none of them did. You have to either, like, pay minute by the minute or by the hour um or you have to like have some secret code that a coffee shop will never give you um (laughs) so (laughs) i very much appreciate i mean literally you can park outside of mcdonald's here and work if you want to Mm -hmm. um and nobody needs to to 
give you a hassle about the Wi-Fi. So um, I do very much appreciate that about America and America's businesses trying to lure people in in any possible <laughs> way that they can. Yay, capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a loss leader, the Wi-Fi. I, yeah. I do remember like when I was in Europe and you would go to like internet cafes. I had a lot of right. internet cafes back in the day. I think they maybe oh, yeah. still do. And I was like, this is the height of technology. And then it's like, yeah, that is not a thing here anymore because you just don't need it. No, exactly. Speaking of free things, Anne, Mm -hmm. you've got a free thing on your list. Do I have a free thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is key. I cannot overstate the importance Mm. of free public restrooms in this country. Yeah. In other places I've traveled, even the pay restrooms are kind of not great just because they're so open yes and so many people come in and come out of there and (laughs) who's responsible for making sure this isn't disgusting i mean um brad (laughs) doesn't work (laughs) very hard at (laughs) sweeping the pay public restrooms (laughs) brad brad To be fair, Brad is woefully underpaid and doesn't have health insurance, so he's not particularly motivated. <laughs> but America. I, even, like, um, even when you do find a restroom in Europe, they're like those weird little street kiosks. It's so weird. Right. And it's like a yep. you slide the door closed, and it's like a circular thing. I'm like, I don't, where am I right now? And it's always, you know, 25 euro or something, or 25 cents. I don't mm-hmm. even know. Yeah. And I do try to, I don't know, pay for you know, uh, McDonald's is, I think, one of the safest mm-hmm. options. But then I always go and get a Diet Coke. Yep. You can at least yeah. pay a dollar seven for using the bathroom. But, you know, I get something out of that, too. Well, yeah. But uh, you complete the circle of life. Exactly. By the Diet Coke. <laughs> That's, uh, and I could, yeah, I, yeah, I would be a lot more anxious if I didn't know that I could have a place to relieve myself urinate <laughs> in, in relative security yeah that was sure. one of sam's superpowers when we first came back to boston uh she knew where every good public bathroom was <laughs> no matter where we were in the city like which mall which part of which mall which public building like which building didn't have serious security so you could get up to their semi-public bath like which hotels you could get into but not the main lobby but like go up to the second floor sure. around the conference rooms yep <laughs> I have a friend in New York whose husband has IBS. <laughs> there is an app where you can pay a monthly fee. It's pretty low. It's like $10 a month. And it gives you access to private bathrooms, like oh. in hotels oh and apartment buildings. And like, you can, you know, like businesses must be able to sign up for this. And you have to like show your app and you can access. And in New York City, that's valuable because it's genuinely hard to find a public bathroom sure. sometimes in New York City. Sure. And if you have issues, it becomes <laughs> very important. <laughs> I have to say, though, if you are a person, your friend's husband with IBS, who is in need of that service, I mean, do I really want to be going into where a whole bunch of people are potentially destroying <laughs> bathrooms? Well, it's not their I mean... fault, right? It's not a criticism of them, but I'm just thinking for myself. Do I want to... T- tread upon that hallowed ground (laughs) i don't think i would sign up for it i'm just thinking i have spot hero which is a great app for finding a privately owned parking spot in the city 
Uh, you pay a few bucks through the app, and you can use it. Sometimes it's like somebody's yep. driveway or something. So is this Papa Squat Hero? Yeah, basically. <laughs> nice. So I mean, I, just, I I had to get to that phrase. <laughs> Thank you. I have cleaned public restrooms, you know, in my retail career, mm-hmm. oh, yes. and uh, it never fails. You clean the bathroom, and then someone goes in, and after they come out, you're like, "Well, why did I even bother?" Thanks yeah, for know. destroying all my Ugh. hard work. Speaking of creature comforts, though, I think, Anne, you should go again next because I think Hillary should go last. <laughs> okay. Uh, in America, we prioritize comfort. Indeed. In a way mm-hmm. that other countries don't necessarily. You go stay in a hotel in a foreign country, those beds are so fucking uncomfortable. They're so sometimes. uncomfortable. And you max, if you get a queen that is like, this is amazing how did this happen? Because they're like, what is a large bed? We don't understand this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know, Scandinavian furniture is all built really low to the ground. And I'm like, but you're tall people. (laughs) I don't understand. Why do I have to actually get down and crawl? Get into the bed. I don't like it. And you're doing a burpee. Like, you don't want to, but you're forced to do a burpee. Forcing exercise. I have two rules about exercise. One is no burpees. Two is if I start crying, the workout is over. <laughs> but the Scandinavian people force you into doing a burpee not, in order to get into I'm bed. Not doing it. <laughs> it, it's just, and it's not even. Uh, I mean, we take a lot of shit for like Americans looking like slobs. Where oh, the French people are always so put together. What's so great about being put together if you can't breathe? <laughs> no, it's true. Mm-hmm. I'm like true. busting at the seams, and I have Overrated. a waistband crease around my midsection at the end of the day. <laughs> Why? I'm going to wear something that's more comfortable. Yep. Agree. Agree. I'm not going to Kmart in my pajamas. Well, it depends on the pajamas. Well, I'm not going to Kmart. I'm not going to Target. <laughs> well, Hillary, I pushed this to last because I'm not sure anything else can top it. What is something you love about America? Well, okay. So I think that the Star Spangled Banner is a dumb song or whatever. It's kind of an ugly song. And... Most people can't sing it very well because, I mean, Anne, you can speak better to this, that it's a pretty difficult to- it's song to sing. It's a very difficult song to sing. Mm. Um, and to give it any zhuzh or whatever. But having recently listened to this, I listened to Whitney Houston's Star Spangled Banner. And it, it, like, legit made me cry. And I made the kids listen to it. I was like, this is the best it's ever been sung. And they were like, okay. You know, they barely, I mean, Whitney Houston died, like, right when, Bridget was born, I think like a week after Bridget was born. So she only vaguely knows who she is. I was like, listen, and I know it was pre-recorded, but they always have to pre-record those things. It's just the way it works. Um, and it just is, she gives her own, you know, style to it. And it's really moving. And I know it was in this, the heat of this bullshit war, but it like actually stirs me into feeling patriotic. So Whitney Houston, Star Spangled Banner. I could not disagree with you more. Oh, no. (laughs) That's okay. I hate the way people sing the Star Spangled Banner, and I think Whitney really accelerated this trend, really started this trend. Well, everybody tries to copy her. And they they can't. They can't. But here's the thing. The Star Spangled Banner is not the time to show off your vocal chops. It's about expressing appreciation for America, America, America. and uh, 
uh, paying tribute to the country. It's not so that you can get a fucking record deal. So stop it. Keep it snappy. Keep it simple. Don't show us your stupid melismas and your range and <laughs> all of that. I don't want to hear it. I want you to sing quick. I want us to go play ball. I want us to put our hats back on. And then we just get on with life. But why else would they have her there? Like, that was her. They knew what they were getting. Because I'm in the minority. <laughs> well, no, it's okay. It's I okay. I totally, that. I totally get it. Truly, most of the time, I agree with you. It's just this one exception that I, that I love. And, uh, you know, whatever. It was like a, you know, I was 11 or however old I was. Maybe I was a little bit older than that. They're but. all trying to live up to Whitney. And I resent her for that. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P., but I resent you. We'll link it in the show notes because there's no way I'm using it as the outro music. <laughs> uh, question of the week, listeners. What dumb thing do you love about living in America? Dumb. The dumb. dumber, the dumb. better. Yeah. Give yes. us your pithiest, dumbest answers. Ranch please. dressing. I actually, I ranch dressing was almost on my list. <laughs> and, and I say that as someone who's a blue cheese defender in the chicken wing world. But I understand that blue cheese is for wings and ranch dressing has a time and a place for crudite platters and iceberg salads at steakhouses (laughs) and, you know, other places where you need some sort of um, garbage lubricant to take down a vegetable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hear any shit about how America is the greatest country in the world because the only people that say that are the people that haven't lived anywhere else. Yep. Mm -hmm. We got some things going for us. Yeah, we do. But some. You, there's, like, why do we have to rank everything? Yes. I think the people who live in the Scandinavian countries feel pretty good about living there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the Australians live, feel pretty good about living there. I mean, I don't like the misogyny in Australia, but, you know, yeah. everybody has things to work on. People in Spain like being from Spain. So yep. let's just, we're all pretty. They're, it's like... It's like midnight. Or no, it's like two in the morning there, and they're just eating dinner. And they're like, whatever, we rule. This is awesome. Oh, <laughs> They drink. We get to take a nap in a few hours. <laughs> yeah. They have drinking chocolate all with tons of meals. Yes. Yep. Yep. We could stand to innovate that. Yes. You know this episode's going to get us all sent to re-education camp, right? <laughs> well, Trump's not president anymore. Yeah, we're okay. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> Shadow president. He will be in August. Right. Uh. Oh, did you hear that the MAGA people are getting really upset because he's scheduled like tour dates? Post August, and they're like, "What? Oh, he's, he's supposed gonna be to be in the presidency <laughs> again by then." Oh God! <laughs> fools. Uh, Hillary, what do you have for us? Okay, I'm gonna do a little recommendation. Okay, I'm not done with this, so I can't like wholeheartedly recommend it. But I started a um, Hillary's horny corner. Thanks, Anne. I was reflecting about how happy I am that you coined that term. Um, okay, <laughs> but um, I'm reading um, or listening to this book by Sarah McLean. Uh, the series is The Bare Knuckle Bastards, <laughs> and this book Ooh. is called, somebody recommended it on Twitter. I can't remember who, but it's called Wicked and the Wallflower. There's always something to do with a wallflower. This is legit like the third book I've read with like a wa- wallflower. I guess that's like a... It's you know, such it's such a trope. I mean, yes. that's what Twilight she, was. That was yes. a fish, Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey was. It's all about the plain woman, <laughs> and and then this one perfect guy and sees how amazing she is when nobody else. It's such a fantasy. <laughs> but I do have to tell you, okay, two things. One, that the protagonist's names are Lady Felicity Faircloth. Nope. And the, wow. guy's Hands name, out. and the guy's name is the guy's name is Devil, but like that's not his real name. Huh? But like, <laughs> that's what they call him. 
What's his okay. real name? Devin. Whatever. Um, and then secondly, okay, so today I went to go get my oil changed. Yeah, you did. Woo! Um, she I'm got her dry- oil changed real good <laughs> in the horny corner. But I, um, okay, so I'm sitting, you know, I'm sitting in the oil change place and I'm clacking away at my computer, have my phone next to me. And all of a sudden, like, I'm, it was a little, like a longish wait. It was about an hour, but I was fine. You know, I'll just sit here and work on stuff and I'm away from home. And then all of a sudden my, my phone boots up and starts playing the audiobook and I'm like wait what and I wasn't Uh-oh. listening to it and I was like wait what and the guy was clearly you know driving my car near me and I was <laughs> the whole uh quick car uh audience got to hear a little bit of wicked in the wallflower as they started <laughs> my car and I was like oops they know that I'm DTF no I'm kidding but <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing um but it's so far it's pretty good I mean it's like you know well, relatively well written, but also silly. It's mm-hmm. the same tropes, you know, over and over. Whatever again. will Lady Felicity get up to? <laughs> oh, I don't know. She's, you know, she's kind of plain but enchanting at the same time. Sure, she's, very, yeah. mm-hmm. she's like the smartest person that has ever lived, but also, you know, bound by the Regency rules, so she can't do anything right. with her life. Those damn Regency rules. I know. Mm-hmm. Always getting in the way. Yep. But it makes you real horny. <laughs> all right meredith all right guys if you want to get involved with the show our website is the show has everything.com uh you can always send us your comments at throwyourphone.com please do we only get spam there now so please throw your phone at us (laughs) please Snap it shut uh, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> pretend it's your type, pink type, type Motorola razor. Click that enter. Snap, snapyourphone.com. Let me check. Snap your phone. Well, Bobby's about to buy another. No, <laughs> no, I'm not. I can't keep. I'm going broke $12 at a time with these domains. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. That's why I had to let cheeseoff.space go. <laughs> Our Facebook group is super fun. It's obviously the show has everything. Our show Twitter is at TC Show. Email us at TC at 10710.com. Send us a voicemail, record it on your phone, and email it to us. And we love to hear those. And we don't have to play them on the show. Tell us if you want us to or not. Um, And fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8513. Thank you for joining us. And that was everything that we kind of like about America. Pretty much. Pretty Pretty much. much. Yeah. Yeah. We actually managed to do it in 90 minutes. Wow. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> that is kind of sad that this, like, one of the shorter shows is, like, things we like about America. <laughs> the <laughs> end. Bye.
Why is the American government the best government? Because of our endless appeals system.